Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast, where we believe that negative emotions should not run your life. Join Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag as they share the keys they've learned from over 20 years of helping people find genuine freedom and live a more meaningful life through the truth, love, and healing of Jesus. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, John Crevillian, and I'm joined by my usual co-host, Mary Carlton. How are you, Mary? I'm great. Thanks, John. (laughs) Right on, right on. And of course, Steve Freitag. How are you, sir? I'm all right. I'm a little thrown by you not saying, you know, the usual, unusual or whatever else you usually say to introduce That was new. That was new branding (laughs) and we were testing it. Okay. I don't want I don't want people to like get too attached to that. Maybe I'll change it every week. All right. I'm wacky like that. (laughs) Here's your your wacky, wacky host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Here's your uh, undiagnosed host. (laughs) Just kidding. We know it's ADHD, ladies and gentlemen. Enough about me. Um, What do we want to talk about today, guys? (laughs) What's uh what's what's on the agenda today? What what are you guys thinking about? Yeah, we were talking about everybody goes through stuff, right? And so Absolutely. I think uh there's been things that that we've been going through and the the idea of having our our faith tested. So mm, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I know Wes and Mary went through some things. I didn't know if you wanted to share, Mary, but what's life been like for you guys lately? You know, it's a great time to really see what God has done in you and what's left to do when you go through difficult times, because God's the same no matter what, right? He He was the same before we went through whatever we went through, and, and he'll be the same after. His character and nature are the same. It's just how we feel going through it and all our questioning of, well, is he really good? You know, does he really see us? Does he really care? You know, can he even do anything? All those questions can come up if they've not been resolved in your heart. And testing times and difficult times bring those up. It's it's like the analogy that I heard once of whatever's in a glass when you shake it will come out. So whatever's in us when we're shaken through whatever we're going through will come out. And and it's a great time to see, wow, what what do I really believe about God? You know, where do I still have lack? Um, so it has been a good time for us in that way the last few weeks when Wes has had some physical challenges. And, you know, there are things we knew were there, but they just happened to flare up recently. So, you know, during those times when they flare up, it, it can get pretty serious. And uh, not necessarily life-threatening, but the resolution of that event could change his life expectancy. So, you know, that's really important to both of us, obviously. (laughs) So we found ourselves searching, me more than him, because he was in pain. You know, probably when you're in a ton of pain, it's not a good time (laughs) to do a lot of soul searching. True. You know, you're just trying to maintain your your, uh, composure as you navigate through that. But I definitely was just, you know, seeking God about a lot of things. So it was really interesting. And actually God did some things in my heart during that, the four days that we went through. So yeah, it proved out a lot of things that God's resolved in me and 
showed me some things that he hasn't yet had an opportunity mm. to. I know the feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. With my friend passing, it's just, it's been surreal. And uh, just thinking about grief, uh, especially when, you know, in our economy, it's too, it's too early. He's too young. She's too young when they pass, especially when you have, uh, when you've lived life together and you have all these ex- expectations, hopes, dreams for the future. So you've got, you've got all those expectations, all the things that you want to do, that you're planning to do, that you're thinking about, that you're dreaming about. And that collides mm-hmm. with the reality of that person's gone. And on this side, you're never going to be able to do those things, have those things, take those adventures. Yeah. And it just, boy, it hits you even physically, just, just raw. <laughs> and just, mm-hmm. just that idea of just your body groaning to, you know, the words don't come. The groans are so deep. Um, mm-hmm. You can't, you can't even attach anything to it, especially early on. And you just kind of hobble along, just trying to figure out if you can get through the next thing that you have to to face mm-hmm. in that circumstance. Right. We were even talking about how it affects your brain physically, mm-hmm. that that the stress and the trauma of going through something really difficult makes your brain. I think it sends resources other places than cognitive thinking. <laughs> <laughs> because Could be. you find yourself forgetting how to do simple things, you know, like, oh, what was, how do I do that? Or how do I navigate this? Or where's the dog's food? You know, something that you every day do naturally. So it really does affect us in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So one thing yeah, that I, I noticed, so Wes was in the hospital for four days and the first day was probably, we, I didn't quite know what we were getting into. Um, he was in a ton of pain, but I didn't know. We didn't yet know what was going on or if, you know, what they were going to do to try to help. We didn't know where that was going to go. So it wasn't until the second day that it kind of hit me what was really happening. And, you know, that this potentially could be super serious for us. So then just asking God, you know, why do I, why do I feel this fear? Right? Because, you know, I'm, I know that I'm yours and I know that whatever happens to us, we'll get to go be with you. Right? So that's the ultimate prize, but why do I have this fear and spending time with him talking about that? You know, when I wasn't at the hospital, when I came home and slept for a while and then just sat with the Lord talking through some of that stuff. I think he got my attention (laughs) in a deeper way. You know, you go along in your life and you just handle things day by day as if nothing's going to change. Like you said, Steve, you have all these plans and, and you, you plan on that being the way it is. And when God interrupts that plan and you see Maybe the way I'm thinking isn't really the way it is. And you start to question that. He he really was able to speak some things into my heart about who we are and who he is. And even our lack of putting him in the right place, you know, some of that he resolved, you know, taking him for granted 
and just assuming things about him when those things aren't really true. And so I got an opportunity to pray through some things and and to get some revelation from him on or some insight on his nature and character and and even how we have um how we've taken him for granted in a lot of ways not really realizing it and and putting him kind of back in his rightful place <laughs> at least a little more than he you know we had done so that was all really good there's some things that happened with Wes that we definitely will be talking about when he's, you know, fully recuperated. Just some things, some questions that he had that he hasn't had a chance to process yet. You know, questions like, God, why are you letting me hurt like this? Don't you care? Don't you care about me? Right? Things like that, which are natural to happen in those circumstances, right? But I think God can bring us peace on those. Don't you think? I, certainly. Right. And in investigating what's going on belief, uh, under the surface. Because Wes, Wes knows God's love, right? Right. And yet when when we get poked and <laughs> prodded and skin gets peeled away, mm-hmm. that opens up a whole new level of uh, reality of what's still inside of our hearts that needs to be confronted. Yeah, it's not a whole lot of fun, but no, I, I think what we've learned, I think just even I think with I think the, the first thing that hit me really hard in the last, well, Jenny, Jenny being diagnosed with cancer, that was hard. But there, I was I never really believed that she was going to die. Mm. We caught it early. Second time, it, I mean, it was horrible. Just what she went through and watching that was painful. But I always had this hope that, okay, she's a tough girl. She's going to pull through this. I, didn't, I never tried to just be like, well, God's going to take care of it. I didn't want to be naive. There's still the possibility, right? And just because mm-hmm. we have a hope and a prayer doesn't mean that things are just going to go our way. Yeah. Um, but you still want to have faith. Like, I trust, Lord, you're going to you're mm-hmm. going to take care of this, but I don't want that to be a blind trust. But, but when my dad passed several years ago, wow, that really that really tested me. In the mm-hmm. sense of, are we going to practice what we preach here? Mm-hmm. Am I going to lean into it to choose to feel right that that different mm-hmm. approach that we have, and and try to experience the fullness of what that truly means to no longer have my father in my life, mm-hmm. and, and what my what my dad's not going to see. He's not going to see any of my kids graduate high school. He's not going to see them get married. He's not going to see them have kids. Right, and it's, mm-hmm. it is a ultra blessing to have great grandkids mm-hmm. but i just i just remember feeling the weight of that pain so many different times and just saying <laughs> i'm gonna especially if i'm by myself uh, i'm just mm-hmm. i'm gonna receive i'm gonna receive it i'm gonna lean into it and allow allow that thing to uh to go to the depths so it sometimes that pain was physically it was an acute pain at times mm-hmm. And so I've just tried to practice that, lean into those things, because regardless of how we feel, we're never abandoned. Right. But if we feel abandoned, that's stuff for us to take a look at, because that's ultimately what we what we fear most is abandonment. Mm. And so the at least to have some space in our head where we know that 
helps us to keep somewhat of a grip on things, but then to to meet him in those in the depth of the the pain there. That's it's it's horrible and beautiful at the same time. Mm-hmm. For sure. Hi, this is Jenny. I've had the pleasure of connecting with so many of you this past year. We are grateful that you are part of the growing number who are listening to this podcast. More people are open to mental health than ever, but are struggling to find genuine peace. Those who come to Cross Council and enter into the melt process you hear us talk about find freedom from so many things, including depression and anxiety, and they are telling others. We are growing faster than ever, so I want to take a moment to ask for your help. We have never turned anyone down for their inability to pay for a session. Our team of donors is vital to keeping that a reality. Please join the team. The healing that happens through transformational prayer is profound. You will make a real difference. Please go to crosscouncil.com and click the donate button. Your generous monthly gift will change someone's life. Yeah, and it it is a a habit that when you you meet him in those places and he brings a different perspective to our hearts and it brings peace and relief from that pain that we were feeling, you begin to realize he's really an ever-present help in time of trouble, right? He really is. That scripture really comes alive. And what a gift to learn that experientially so that we can know he is a friend I can come to with this thing. And the next thing that happens and the next thing that happens and the next thing that happens that he is someone that can resolve and bring peace to what's happening here. The situation may continue to be awful. It may continue to be the same. People may die. You know, lots of things happen. As Jesus said, we are going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. You know, that's the part most of us have stumbled on because how do you do that? How do you do that in this world? And, and there's many ways, but, but what we do in leaning into the pain and inviting him into it is one way for you to have your joy restored, peace come to whatever those horrible emotions are. So it's such a gift that God wants us all to know that he is that for us. He can be our best friend through the trials that this world puts in front of us. You know, I, I hate that we still suffer. I hate that we still have things happen that we can't explain, right? But to know that he's going to be there and he's going to bring peace to that. I think it's a it's a whole paradigm shift from just gritting our teeth and getting through something and trying to be strong and trying not to show vulnerability or emotion and just getting getting through it, right? To the other side and not being changed by it. I think that is harder than doing what we do, which is letting the pain be there and pressing into it and inviting him into it and seeing where in us that that pain might connect. Right. Because all of our defense mechanisms ultimately fail. I think that's what you're saying, right? That's true. they, they They work until they don't. Yeah. And, and even I think things like just being, um, uh, optimistic can be a defense mechanism. Oh yeah. Naive, naively optimistic. Oh, it's okay. They're in a better place. I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Jesus is going to take care of me. You can even put the Christian spin on that. Mm-hmm. But, when, but when it's this uh, almost false optimism, 
that's just, you know, you look up and it's, you don't see the sun and it's all dark. Oh, it's a sunny day today. Mm. <laughs> I don't right. know what you're looking at, but there's a time to weep and to mourn, to cry. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think there's the biblical idea of hope is so much different. Hope says mm-hmm. there is a way out. Hope says yeah. there that Jesus is there for us and that something can be done about this. Mm-hmm. And so it's this, again, engagement. I think the real idea of hope is, of course, Jesus. Jesus is our hope. But you can turn that into just some silly, optimistic, Pollyanna-type approach yeah. instead of, okay, you know what? Jesus is going to meet me here. Jesus is going to walk me through this. Jesus is going to uh, truly be my hope in this. But there might be some steps that I need to take and engage and not just be uh, really passive and right. oh, it'll all be okay. So. If I can kind of pick your guy's brain a little bit, you know, for people who might not be kind of familiar with the concept, mm-hmm. like when it says in the Bible, uh, be of good cheer, y- mm-hmm. you're hitting it right on the head, Steve. You're saying that doesn't mean fake happy, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't mean don't pretend that those emotions aren't there. But what does it mean in the Bible then when they say be of good cheer, but they don't want, but God obviously isn't saying lie to yourself. What does that mean? What does that look like practically? I'll let Mary take the first shot at that. I know what I want to say. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Well, I can, I'm just thinking, okay, over recently this last weekend and all that we went through at the hospital, it's horrible to watch someone that you love in pain. It's horrible to watch them suffering. It's horrible to see physically and emotionally things that they, that he had to go through. It was hard to see that. But even in it, I had this sense, like you were mentioning mentioning earlier, Steve, about Jenny. Through it, I had this sense that God is here. Mm -hmm. He's here with us. He sees all that we're going through. He's working this together for our good. We can't see what it is, but we know it because he's proven it so many times. And it brought peace and stability into my emotions, at least, you know, Wes and I will will have to talk about, you know, where he was in that. But I was able to to be strong, but not strong because I'm pretending to be strong. Strong because I knew he's he's right here, honey. He's right here. And as we would walk around, because part of what helped him get better was he got up out of the bed and he would take his little IV pole thing, you know, and he'd roll it around and we'd walk around the floors over and over and over. And it got to be kind of a thing with the staff there on that floor that here comes Wes, you know, (laughs) he did it at two in the morning, at four in the morning, at six in the morning, all day long, he got up and he walked Mm. to just keep things moving, to keep his body functioning. And so we would just talk openly about the Lord as we went around the floors you know, we know God is good. We know he's here with us. Hang in there because we're about to see a breakthrough because that's the kind of person he is. We just know that about his character, even in the midst where we can't see. And it's fascinating to me that actually that's what happened, that when it looked the darkest, like hours before the surgeon was going to make a determination on whether to take him into surgery, which would have been an ordeal and three weeks of recovery, we would have missed our trip to Israel. Plus it creates all kinds of scar tissue and issues that would make it even harder for him down the road. You know, hours before 
the surgeon made that determination is when things started resolving. So it wasn't when we first prayed three days before. It just, it happened right when it needed to happen. And I don't understand all that. I just know that once again, God proved his faithfulness. And even if it had turned out differently, just having been in places in my heart where I didn't believe that God was real or that he could do things, I've done that enough times that I do know he's faithful. So even if it hadn't resolved that way, and it had been that he went into surgery and all that other stuff happened, even in that, I would have known he's with us. He's going to resolve this. He's going to bring good out of it. And it's very different knowing it deep down in your heart than just quoting it to yourself over and over, try to help yourself be positive. There's a a whole different peace level that comes when you actually do believe what you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of you need to say it even when you still are afraid, but when you can say it and your heart knows it and you feel the peace in it, I would say that's one one way that you can be of good cheer is is to have the peace and the resolve that you know who he is and that he's going to be good in this stay tuned for part two where steve answers the question what does it mean to be of good cheer this has been the cross council podcast please remember to subscribe rate share with your friends and look for us on social media The world will become a much better place and Jesus will be seen in a much better light the more we are transformed by his truth and love. We'll see you next time, everybody.